Hey, hey, welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast in the trenches. I'm your host, Tom Morcus, and today I sit down with Chelsea Clark, who's the founder of HerPaperRoute.com. Chelsea is a blogger and affiliate marketer, and I brought her on the call today to talk about how she started her blog, how she originally started blogging, how she originally started monetizing her blog, and how she's gone on to do that numerous times now, and to figure out exactly what's working in 2019. My big takeaway from today's conversation is just that blogging still works. Affiliate marketing is very effective and one of the best ways to monetize a blog. And that the critical piece here, if you want to start a blog and start making money from a blog, is you need to be kind of all in on a subject or be really committed and dedicated to a subject. And the reason for this change is because in 2019 and going forward, there's just more competition than ever before. The people who will stand the test of time are those who are creating good content consistently. And that's what wins out over the long term. So that helps with a lot of like kind of technical underpinnings like SEO and all these other benefits you get from just being committed to a specific topic and continue to produce and and just do it day after day. You will get all these kind of net benefits, but I'm not even approaching it from that perspective of helping your SEO or something like that. I, I really just mean that if you want to make money from a blog, you want to monetize a blog, you want to start putting your ideas out there, maybe it's for a hobby, maybe it's for business-related purposes, just know that it's going to be a long game. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes time and commitment, and it takes time over the long term to be able to turn something like this and make it profitable. But then what you do, there's just not much better than having a blog or two or more or any kind of website that kind of produces income for you relatively passively. So that's what we talk about today. If you like this, please share it, write a review on iTunes. Just go to tommorcus.com slash iTunes, leave a review, share this podcast with somebody you know, you'll be a winner because of it. With all that being said, let's get to today's conversation. So Chelsea, Tell us a little bit about how you got into, I guess, what could be defined as professional blogging. It's not a track you take in college or something like that. So how did you get to where you're at today and your blogging and what sounds like offline we were talking about having built what's uh, multiple blogs. So give us a little some context about how you, you moved into that space. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, well, I started, I'd say I got my start in blogging a decade ago with a Tumblr blog of all things back in the MySpace days. I was in university for digital media and marketing. And then after that, I worked as a marketing manager for many years, all while always having a blog just as a side hobby. Um, I had a few online side hustles back then, like running an e-commerce and dropshipping business, but I wasn't focusing on blogging and I wasn't using my marketing interest or prowess as well as I should have been to promote my blog or side hustles at the time. And in addition to the online businesses and my office day job in marketing, I was also working full-time nights as a bartender. I, I wanted to create an online business and make that my full-time gig, but I wasn't sure how yet. And I was working way too much for not enough profit. And I was working harder when I should have been working smarter. And it really wasn't until I decided to have a family that I realized I needed to get serious about my online entrepreneur goals. And fast forward to 2016, I'm six months pregnant, bartending and serving drinks in a loud punk rock live music venue um, by night and then running corporate marketing campaigns at the office by day. And I'm like, okay, baby is coming soon. I can't keep this up. I need to figure out an online job for myself that will allow me to stay home and raise my baby that pays enough so I won't have to return to another job again. Um, I had 12 months maternity leave time. So I used that to start a beauty blog properly this time on WordPress, not on Tumblr. I monetized it and marketed it and started making affiliate sales 
pretty much within the first month. And within a few months, it had made $6,000. And I was like, this is amazing. This could actually be something. And so I just kept working at it. And within 10 months or so, it was making about $2,000 monthly profit. And I started to make a few other blogs in different niches. And slowly but surely, my monthly profit just increased to where it was making about $10,000 per month. And I was like, okay, well, this is really cool. This is really something. And I wanted to tell other people. I wanted to help other people, specifically women or moms who had been feeling stuck like I was. And they wanted to find something that they could do from home. And for me, this was it. And so then in addition to the beauty blog, I, I run a few other blogs now, as I mentioned, herpaperroot.com. That's where I share free blogging tips and affiliate marketing tips. And then I run a blogging school on Teachable. That's where I share more in-depth marketing and affiliate marketing training. And um, yeah, so blogging has allowed me to stay home with my son, which is great. And I love to talk about it because a lot of times people don't realize that blogging, really, you can make a good income at it. When I look back... 10 years ago or so, I remember laughing because someone said their job was a blogger. And I was like, that's not a job. You can't make money blogging. And then when I actually figured out that, yes, you can, it's one of the best jobs, I think. That's really fascinating. So your actual approach to it was, it sounded like you started building niche blogs and then you monetize through affiliate products, at least initially. I know you sell your own products now, info products. But give me a little context into some of those other blogs or, or the various blogs you built and how you got them off the ground and how you got them to, I suppose, maybe your first couple thousand dollars in sales or something like that. I'm sure that is going to be really interesting for somebody who's considering getting into the blogging space. Yeah, I think when you first hear about affiliate marketing, it can sound really scary and confusing and it's really not. It's just you find a product that you think is really great and you blog about it, you write about it, you share it. And then when people buy it through your link, you get a commission. That's the basis of it. But really sharing experiences, sharing why you like the product, how it works or doesn't work and giving people more options for why they might want to try buying something or not is really more what it's about and engaging in conversations about your affiliate products. It's never to be salesy or to try to push sales on someone. And so when I started with the beauty blog, I was focusing on beauty products and specifically cruelty-free beauty products and cruelty-free subscription boxes. And that was a really interesting niche or niche for me because as something I care about is non-animal testing. So it was something that kind of excited me to go along and push forward. And the more that I started to learn about affiliate marketing and the more that sales started coming in, the more I just wanted to do it. And the way that I was making the sales, a big traffic generator for me has been Pinterest. Using Pinterest to share my blog posts and share affiliate products has been one of the greatest things for blogging. I really do think I can't talk highly enough about Pinterest. Fascinating. Okay, well, let me let me talk about that real quick then. With Pinterest, I'm really fascinated by this because I've actually been having a conversation with somebody recently who's like, how do you monetize Pinterest? Like somebody has a big audience on Pinterest. What do you do with it? So give us, if you can, some of your insights into what you've done to use Pinterest as a platform to, I suppose, generate sales and generate revenue. Yeah. Well, first of all, no matter what product you have, whether it's a blog or an e-commerce business or anything, always make a pin, like make a Pinterest graphic, put it in the page or the sales page or whatever you're selling and make it so that people can pin that product onto Pinterest. If you're not familiar with Pinterest, that what I'm saying might sound very confusing, but all it is is just another way to share something online so that other people can see it. 
And there's so many people on Pinterest looking for all different products. You might think that Pinterest is just for looking up recipes and that's definitely the reputation it has, but really there's so much more. There's so many people there searching any niche you could imagine, it's there. And so you want to be there. You want to come up and search results. When someone types something in on Pinterest, your product should come up. It's one big search engine. It's, it's not a social network. And I actually was talking with my friend the other day who is a marketing manager. He wor- I don't know if I can say this, but he works for Hootsuite and he has worked for them forever. And I was sharing some of my ideas about Pinterest and he was like, Pinterest, like, no, like I've never, I would never even touch that. Like, what is that even for? And I was like, no, seriously, get on it. People are there. You want to be where the audience is. You want to be where people are and they're on Pinterest and they're buying things off of Pinterest. And even if you don't have a sales page yet or a blog post that you're ready to promote, you can make a pin and put in the link, your affiliate link, and just make an affiliate sale right off of Pinterest. They don't even have to go to your website for you to earn a commission. That's, that's pretty wild to me. What have you found works uh, relatively well when it comes to like the types of affiliate products you might put in front of your audience on Pinterest? Um, well, I share all sorts of different types of products. Beauty products, of course, that's been really great. Fashion products is really good. Like you can uh, say you're an affiliate of Forever 21 and then you can just go and make a pin for every single item that's in their catalog and put your affiliate link in it. So it just starts going around on Pinterest. You pin it to group boards. And people see it. And if they end up clicking onto it and going to Forever 21's website and buying something, you'll get that commission. So clothing has been really good. Beauty products have been really good. Apps have been really good. Um, Anything in tech that could just be because with her paper, I mostly blog about tech. So I can't speak for other niches, but for those ones, I think it's really great. And when you started these other blogs and as you kind of grew them, I'm curious, like your insights into like effective, um, maybe affiliate marketing techniques. I've done a lot of affiliate stuff myself and managed very, very large campaigns. And I have, you know, my own insights into it, but I'm always curious to learn how other people might be using something like that effectively, because I think affiliate marketing is definitely a great way to get started and test out offers and things like that. So I'm curious, like how you approach that, especially as you start a new blog or you're going into a new space. Yeah. Affiliate marketing is a great way to test out your own market, especially if you're just starting a new project or a new blog and you might not have an audience yet, or you more specifically, you don't know what your audience likes yet. Affiliate marketing doesn't cost anything for you to to do. You can test out different products, see what your audience likes or doesn't like, and then build on that. And it's a really great way to learn about what your audience likes and how you can sell to them and keep on giving them interesting products for the long run. And I feel like any other type of business model where if you were starting your own business, there's so much money up front, whether it's buying stock, inventory, things like that. With affiliate marketing, there's nothing like that. You can really take that time to try things and experiment and it's not going to cost you anything while you're figuring that out. So I think that's another really important feature for having affiliate marketing for blogging or any business. Yeah. And so, and then one of your blogs that you built offline, you said that you recently sold it. So I'm curious that process because I find that really interesting. I've never really considered the blogging space as like a, a place to get into to potentially sell something, but obviously you it can happen. So I'm curious, like, what was that like for you? And what were the things that made your blog something that somebody would want to buy or purchase? Yeah, that's a great question because that's the thing. It has to be your 
website has to be something that someone will want to buy. So it has to have traffic coming to it. It uh, should be making some sales, whether that's AdSense, um, Mediavine, or affiliate sales, or maybe e-commerce. You're selling something, some products off of your website. People want to see some sort of an established business that they don't have to put too much work into. So you put the work into building the site, making it look great, and most importantly, getting traffic and sales coming to it. And once you have that, that's really attractive to someone that's just looking to come in, put some money in and buy a business and take it from there. So the blog that I sold was a one-year-old. It's the beauty blog. Um, It was making about $2,000 a month. Um, It had some really good uh, healthy traffic coming in. It had a healthy DA just domain authority. And I, this is my first time selling a website. I put it up on Flippa. They were great. They were super helpful. And it's an auction site. So you sell your business at auction. It goes to the highest bidder. And it ended up selling for $40,000, which I'm in Canada. So that was $50,000 where I'm sitting, which was just great. And for the people that are taking it on, they now get to have a business. All the brunt work has been done, all the footwork, the startup, everything is been done for them. And now they can just take it and build on it and grow it. And um, so it's been a really great experience. And I think that if anyone is considering starting a blog, whether it's just for their own hobby or to make it their business, or then to have an exit strategy like I did and to sell it, it's a really viable option. Like It is something that you can do. What were the key metrics that really mattered in, say, the valuation of a blog? Really curious about this because I've never really done any research into this at all. I'm just really curious what, what would be the things that somebody would look for in terms of like a, a blog to be worth purchasing? Like what increased the value of that? The things that increased the value for this blog was traffic, was the income. They were seeing that uh, affiliate sales were coming in. And then in addition to the traffic, I had recently been approved for Mediavine. So Mediavine is like Google AdSense, but it pays a bit more and it takes a significant amount more page views to be accepted into. So these three things were attractive to the buyers, but there's so many different types of websites that sell on Flippa. If you take a look and you browse and see what's selling, you'll see what has been selling for high amounts, low amounts. It really jumps around. Some people are selling e-commerce businesses that don't have any profit at all and they're still selling it for tens, thousands of dollars. And then you'll see people that are selling e-commerce businesses that have monthly like hundred thousands of dollars in sales, uh, sorry, a year. And that's selling for way lower than you would expect. So really, I think if you just put the time into building a website and getting traffic into it, again, using Pinterest to generate traffic to your website will really help put you on the fast track to getting a website up and rolling. And really just going for if you can get like I said, if you can get the traffic, um, having an active blog, like there's comments, people are commenting, you're talking back with them. These are all things that people want to see that they see that there's someone that's put care into it, they don't have to go and do too much work. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so now as you, you've grown your platform and, and worked on a number of these kind of niche blogs, we'll say, uh, you did start selling your own products. How does that look in terms of maybe your previous affiliate or current affiliate sales? Like, I'm curious, like, is that has that been more lucrative for you? And what are your suggestions on if somebody was considering like starting a blog, maybe affiliate way is a good way to get started, but you know, creating their own products might be useful as well. <clears throat> Just curious your take on that. Definitely. I think that you should have as many different sources of income running on your blog at all times. You should have affiliate products. You should have your own products. Like um, it could be a digital product, like an ebook or a course like I do. 
having sponsored sort of sponsorships with other brands where they pay to have their content on your blog, um, pay for advertising. There's so many different ways to make money blogging and you shouldn't just choose one and put all your eggs in one basket. You should have many different facets going on at all times so you can get the most revenue out of your blog. How do you, I guess, generate the most sales for your own products? Because I noticed on on your website, herpaperout.com, that you have, it seems like m- maybe multiple products. Do you, how do you typically roll them out? Are they always available for purchase? Do you run any sort of campaigns to generate sales for those? What's your process? Um, yeah. So email marketing is really a big focus for me. Um, I really put in a lot of effort to nurture the list that I've grown and to keep people staying on my list and keeping them updated with as much free content as I can. I think that in any sort of digital marketing business or content creators business, giving out as much free content as you can will help you to make sales in the long run. Um, so that's really what I do. I give as much free content as I can to my email list. And then when I have something, a new product or promotion, they're the first ones to hear about it. And that's how I make most of my sales too, is from that email list. Can you give us any kind of idea of like, well, what's what's the most lucrative in terms of your products versus say a lot of these other ways you could monetize? Um, because like AdSense or something like that or ads I find is like, well, typically poor unless you're, maybe you're getting like a lot of traffic. Um, affiliate stuff, I know you can get higher commissions. So that can be relatively lucrative. Obviously your own products, you capture most of uh, you know, all the margin in that. But So I'm curious, what have been the things that maybe in even the last 6 to 12 months that have been like the most useful or lucrative um, tactics or strategies you've implemented when it comes to monetizing your blog or selling products or services? Uh, for me, definitely the biggest thing has been courses. Now that I'm selling courses and creating free and paid courses, that's definitely the product that I would recommend anyone getting into. If You'd be surprised like if you think about what you're good at, or even if you just have a little bit of an interest in something, there are so many people out there that want to learn about the thing that you know how to do. And if you can package that into a course, you could be really successful. And so that's what I always recommend is use your blog as a bit of a way to advertise yourself and build up your authority and then have your own product like a course is the thing that you sell once people are enjoying your blog and enjoying what you have to say and trusting in what you say, then you can sell them your course and help them even further. Yeah. And that definitely makes sense and something I would subscribe to as well. When you roll out your course, like, are there any things that you're doing in terms of... Uh, you know, you mentioned email marketing earlier. Is that the primary conduit then for you to sell your course? That is. Email marketing would be the first thing. The next thing would be social media marketing. I try to do um, all organic, not do paid advertising as much as I can. Although I would like to get into Facebook ads more, hopefully later on this year. So far, I haven't. So far, it's all been really word of mouth and social media and email. Mm, that's interesting. And so I agree with the, the pay traffic is something I've, I've done for different campaigns and stuff like that, but never really consistently to say like a specific like offer or sales funnel. So I'll be curious yeah. to hear how that goes for you if you start using it. But it sounds like so content is a big piece is like kind of the cornerstone. So are there any other foundational elements for you when you approach something like this that you would say are like kind of crucial? in terms of like successfully getting a blog up and running and being able to maybe produce income from it? Yeah. Well, the first thing is when you're creating a blog, it does take a lot of time in the initial stages to set it up. So creating 
automation for yourself and funneling into ways that you can save yourself time is so important. Using things like Smarter Queue, that's what I use for Twitter and Facebook automation for setting up posts throughout the day. That's so important and so helpful because you need your time to be writing blog posts and creating these emails and things. You can't be sitting on social media all day and tweeting and posting as much as you really need to be to be seen. So using an automation tool will really help you out. So that I highly recommend for anyone that's starting a blog to look into what sort of automation tools are available to you and make use of them. That's awesome. And I'm curious, like in terms of like, so you said moving forward, you're going to be doing some paid advertising. Is there anything that you've learned over time in terms of like types of content that work really well for blogs? And I guess I'm curious, like what are the things that you're like, we'll say doubling down on? What are the things you're really like, these are the things I do because I know they produce results for you right now. Um, really my big focus right now, even before doing any paid advertisements is like I said before, Pinterest, really just focusing on the Pinterest traffic. That is huge for me. That's really where I'm putting a lot of effort into for... Because I'm still trying to grow my blogs and Pinterest is the thing that is helping me grow it each day. So that is huge. Pinterest, yeah, getting into as many group boards as you can, like reaching out to people who have a group board open for contributors just sending them a message and saying, Hey, can I be added to this? And then when they add you to their board, you can pin your content and you just are seen by a wide range of a whole new audience. And that is a big one, I think. So getting into group boards, that's where I'm really focusing. Mm, That's interesting. And do you leverage affiliates for your own blog or for your own products or services? Yes, I have an awesome affiliate team from my courses. And that's all hosted through Teachable, like I said before. And um, it's just definitely helps with sales. I couldn't do it all on my own. So having a good team of people going out there and they earn their big their commission too. So they're happy and it's a win-win for everybody. That's really cool. How have you essentially recruited those type of, uh, say, affiliates for your products? Like what's worked for you? Well... Honestly, it's been my email list. I've got the people on my email list. I invited them to my free courses. They've taken my free courses. Some of them have taken my paid courses. And then anyone who's been a student of mine, whether they've paid or not, I've sent them an email and been like, Hey, did you enjoy the course? Would you be interested in promoting it? I'll pay you X amount. Um, Let's try it out. And that's really how I built up my affiliate team to where it's at. And um, yeah, so it's really all just through the funnel that I have in my email system. That's awesome. Well, this has been really interesting, Chelsea. I really appreciate you kind of getting some of these insights into what's working for you right now. So if people are curious to learn more about you, reach out to you, connect with you, where should they go? Uh, You can check me out at herpaperroot.com. That is my blog where I offer tons of free resources on blogging and affiliate marketing. You can go to herpaperroot.com slash toolkit and you'll get to sign up for my free uh, resource library of tools and things to help you get your blog started and how to make money online. It's really great. That's herpaperroot.com slash toolkit and you'll be up and running and running a money-making blog in no time. I love it. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for being on In the Trenches today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Are you trying to grow your online business, but struggling to get new customers consistently and predictably? Are you tired of working nonstop only to see your income plateau? Are you ready to step off the hustle hamster wheel, as I call it, and step onto a path of predictable profit that you can scale as much or as little as you want? Don't worry, you're not alone. I've been there. When I first got started, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So I started reading blogs and listening to podcasts by people I respected and wanted to learn from. I slowly but surely put their recommendations into practice. But because I wanted to do it all myself, maybe you 
you're something like that, right? You love to do, do it by yourself, learn through trial and error. Well, bottom line is it took forever. Results were unpredictable when I was first getting started. I wasn't sure where to spend my time, money, and energy. And shiny penny syndrome got the best of me on more than one occasion. For many entrepreneurs, the amount I sacrificed working literally nonstop in some cases in my spare time and 12 and 14 hour days routinely after going full time, combined with the endless fog of war, aka that uncertainty that I had to deal with at all times because I was going it alone, I think that would have been enough for most entrepreneurs to throw in the towel. But I was persistent, focused, and I stayed humble. Day after day, I worked to grow the traffic to my website, increase my list of subscribers, and generate a healthy living for my ebooks, e courses, and other digital products. At least that was the goal. But maybe more important than the work, was that I paid attention to what I was doing, including what worked and what didn't. Eventually, I discovered a predictable pattern of growth. And so what I did was I just doubled down on those things, and I scrapped or sidelined the other things that weren't working so well. Finally, two years after resigning my commission as a captain in the army and going full-time on my online business front with my blog, with my podcast, etc., I replaced my income with digital product income. Two years. And so if that's where it stopped, I would have been happy with it. I would have been happy with the results. I wouldn't have complained. I would have been very content just replacing my income. But the bottom line is it was so much work. I wanted to you know, see if it could go somewhere else, right? So I just kept doing what I was doing, but better, faster, and more effectively. Again, just kind of applying the same system that I discovered uh, from seeing these patterns emerge, right? So I implemented it. I kept doing it. And eventually, replacing my income turned into doubling my income. And then that turned into a little bit more and a little bit more. But not just that, it afforded me the freedom to dictate my day and also choose the projects I want to work on, on the schedule and on the timeline I want, and to work with the people I want to work with. And to me, that's like a whole new level of freedom, especially coming from the military. It's something I've never really had that level of complete autonomy until I became my own boss. I started my own business. And until ultimately, until it became profitable enough for me to start to take a step back and actually reap the rewards of it. Because it's not all just working, working, working. And I do believe it's hard work. And I'll always say that nothing about doing this stuff is easy. But at the same time, you've got to reap the rewards at some point and take some of that profit, uh, even if you're just reinvesting it into new assets and things like that. Bottom line is, it can't just be work, right? Entrepreneurship and business is about that result that occurs, the value you've created and the profit that that piece of value that you've captured, okay? And you want to be able to reap the rewards of that profit, of that value, that little sliver of value that you get to capture, that you get to net, right? You want to be able to take advantage of that. Otherwise, you know, the entrepreneurship game really does become just a grind. And, and for, I think, a lot of entrepreneurs, unfortunately, it becomes meaningless, and that's when they quit. Well, for me, I love this stuff. I really, truly do. I mean, it is my thing. And so that's why I didn't just stop where I was at. I've stayed committed to learning everything I can about all aspects of this online business world and this online marketing world. And I do this through real world application. In other words, I'm currently growing several online businesses and I'm always putting my ideas to the test in real time with my own money, with my own time and energy, oftentimes with employees, you know, a lot of some, some stuff more advanced, some stuff more simple, but you know, so varying levels of complexity and again, in different spaces, different niches. And I can say, you know, bottom line, I've always loved the startup hustle, but I got to say, it's nice to now be in a position where I can get big results with much less effort, thanks to having built the foundation of my business the right way. And again, I did it all through trial and error, but I don't think that that's the way that everyone needs to do it. And in fact, looking back on it, if I had to redo it, 
I don't know if I would. It was so difficult to just go it alone and try to figure everything out by myself. So one of the things I've tried to do is give back with this podcast, with my blog, and with my newsletter. But maybe even more rewarding than any of this stuff, while I've enjoyed all of it, I think the thing that I'm enjoying the most, that I find most engaging and rewarding, is the premium business mastermind and coaching program I run called 100K Academy. Inside 100K Academy, I help ambitious entrepreneurs who are very driven and excited to be doing what they're doing. I help them grow their reach, their influence, and their profit using my proprietary marketing system. That's the same one I use to scale my own online businesses from zero to multiple six figures and beyond, and the same system I use to help my clients reach the New York Times, Wall Street Journal bestseller list, set Kickstarter funding records, and create viral product launches that have turned into predictable revenue streams. So lots and lots of case studies that you can find at tommorcus.com. If you're curious, just go to tommorcus.com slash about, and that'll get you started. Most importantly, this system is one that 100K Academy members and alumni have used to achieve tremendous results, like Alexa, who used it to have her most profitable year ever, or Tina, who used it to make five figures from a sales funnel that she can now replicate and scale, and that's exactly what she's doing, or Carrie, who made over $75,000 in just seven days. And the crazy part about his story was that his online business was actually a side hustle up until that first profitable launch, which he has then been able to grow and scale. And he subsequently quit his job following that very successful week. And I think that that has been just a game changer for Kerry and the life he's living and the work he gets to do and the impact he gets to make on the world because of the great work he's doing now, because he was able to figure out a system that would get him the targeted traffic, the subscribers, the sales to grow a profitable online business. Bottom line, if you want to grow your online business from six to seven figures, but you flatlined or you're struggling, or you just want to be told what to do and when to do it and in what order, right? And you want a system that is predictable and scalable and isn't just you know another shiny penny, but actually will fit right into your business. It plugs in and is something that you can truly grow. I want you to go to tommorcus.com slash academy. That's tommorcus.com slash academy. Academy is spelled A-C-A-D-E-M-Y. Go to tommorcus.com slash academy, and you'll find a page on my website with more details about 100K Academy, the business mastermind coaching program I run, as well as instructions on what to do next. Again, that's tommorcus.com slash academy. And if you're serious about growing your reach, influence, and profit, just follow the instructions and we'll be in touch, okay? Again, tommorcus.com slash academy. Go ahead and head over there now. That's it for today. Stay frosty.